You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're talking celebrity brand equity. We'll take a look at brands like Casamigos Tequila and Willie's Reserve to dive into the power of leveraging personal brands in your brand strategy. Pour yourself a drink and let's kick things off. Back in the studio again on our last episode, we had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Jesse Channon, Chief Growth Officer at Columbia Care, and he touched on some exciting brand launches, including helping Mike Tyson launch his Mike Bites line of edibles. It is just an absolute spectacle to see how all of these brands are leveraging celebrities' namesakes and their brand equity when they're launching their products and reaching out to new markets. What are your thoughts on this, V? I mean, generating a buzz and a following for a brand can cost millions of dollars. Launching a product, the marketing, to just get you even like a crumb of market share, Mm. let alone anything significant. But how much easier is it to launch a brand or a business if you not only have an audience, a following already, but you also have a successful personal brand? And I think that is a huge reason that we have seen I mean, I feel like every celebrity you follow on social media is talking about mm. a company they launched, a brand they launched. Maybe it's something they just have equity in, and maybe it's something they actually themselves started, but it's everyone. I mean, even doing research for this episode, I was like, Kate Hudson has a vodka? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is certainly a great way to uh, skip a few steps, if you will, right? And really just take advantage of the brand loyalty that a lot of these celebrities already have. And with that, let's get into it. News team, assemble! A woo! (laughs) Did you already try sampling one of these brands today? I might have gotten into the tequila earlier. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? Uh, all right. Well, I usually ask you for your preference, but I am taking George Clooney's Casamigos. Okay. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about taking Willie's Reserve. You don't look very reserved. I'm very reserved right now. <laughs> I'm cool. Like you, like we covered at the beginning, we are constantly seeing celebrities launching businesses. Some of them are taking credit for businesses that already happened. Elon Musk, <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> Pretty sure he brings that up. Any opportunity he can, he's like, and I started Tesla. And then the original founders are like, we'd really like, appreciate it you if you stop saying, saying that? that. Elon, you're very successful. We're very happy with what you've done, but can you just... Uh, well, I'd love to start off with a little bit of a clip that talks about just the overall scale of this market and this sort of focus around celebrities shifting from wanting cash to wanting equity positions for some of these brands and what it means for the marketplace. Let's play the clip. Back in 2012, I wrote my first cover story for Forbes and we needed a trend, a famous person and something that had never been done before uh, at a certain magnitude. And I found it in the form of Justin Bieber investing in startups. So we put out the cover and we had a little line on it that said, the most surprising business story you'll read this year. 
And I think at the time, it, it really was. But today, things are a lot different. Some of the biggest names in entertainment have stakes in some of the most popular startups that have now become multi-billion dollar companies from Uber to Airbnb, Spotify, and so on. So writing this story on Justin Bieber really kind of opened my eyes to what became a true trend where athletes and entertainers now have this path toward creating generational wealth just by leveraging the fame that they create during their prime. It's crazy how many stories there are and how many celebrities you hear named that are involved in investing in one way or another, whether it is, again, just investing in, in a startup or in a, a successful company. It seems like, I mean, the rich are just getting richer. I mean, it's nice. I personally think it's nice to see some of these celebrities doing something with their money that empowers other entrepreneurs. And think about all the sports stars that once they get out of the limelight end up, end up broke as a joke. So it's a nice way to look at it. Why Why not? <laughs> why not? Empower, I mean, take George Clooney, for instance, Casamigos, a lot of celebrities who are credited for launching these startups, you'd be surprised to know, didn't actually create them. They'd either purchased these brands or partnered with them, came along at the right time. I mean, Ryan Reynolds purchased Aviation Gin. Diddy picked up Ciroc Vodka just before it was about to go <laughs> bankrupt. Taking advantage of that hardship and really launching and turning Ciroc into a huge position. But George Clooney, he actually created this thing with a couple of friends, starting it kind of as like wanting his own little personal stash, something he could serve at home. <laughs> I don't know how often you're serving tequila at home, but uh, they really love at tequila. his house. <laughs> I mean, the return on investment on that is absolutely astounding. And I got a, a clip I want to play that actually is George Clooney kind of telling the story. Randy and I built houses in Mexico, and we did it, you know, because we wanted to enjoy Mexico, but also because we thought, you know, uh, it's a great place to have a vacation and it's a great investment. And then we started making our own tequila down in Jalisco. We would go down there and try a different batch for, I don't know, a year and a half. And we started off as gifts for our friends. And we thought, okay, we'll just give it away as, as Christmas presents. And then eventually he said, I think we could sell it and sell tequila. And I thought, well, that's silly. Casamigos was sort of loosely the American version of uh, uh, House of Friends. It was, our two houses were next to each other and we called them the Casamigos. Uh, uh, it's not really a... a a Spanish word, but you know, why not? The amazing part of this story is, so he starts this venture, he goes through the whole process. Ultimately he sells it to liquor giant Diageo for $1 billion. <laughs> I mean, what an insane payoff. And I mean, the thing about this acquisition and this venture, Diageo, have you heard about Diageo before? From researching this episode, now I know, and I can't believe how much stuff they own. I mean, Diageo, this is how, like, you aspire to create a brand that they come knocking and want. <laughs> I mean, they own Johnny Walker, Smirnoff, Bailey's, Captain Morgan, Tangeray, Guinness, which sounds delicious, I might add. I mean, they are doing some crazy things and continuing to take advantage of, uh, of some of these celebrity-found uh, ventures and, and, and putting some more oxygen behind them. So tell me a little bit about your friend Willie. Oh, my friend Willie Nelson. I love the story of Willie's Reserve because the concept for it, so they're a brand that sells marijuana, 
They sell flower, vapes, edibles, accessories, things like joint packs. Um, he actually has partnered with his wife, Annie. The concept for this was he was traveling for years on tour, playing shows, and everyone knew that he loved pot. So every city he would roll into to play a show, roll people would f- into. <laughs> people would flock to bring him, they say, gifts from their garden. And it was always around this concept of weed is for sharing and bringing people together. Um, but what's interesting about this is it is a company that has his name in the title. If you look at their social media presence, Willie himself is in almost every post. I mean, his social media team is making memes about him. He is the <laughs> brand. It's incredible. And uh, I think we actually have a clip to play where we can hear in Willie's own words him talk about starting this cannabis company. Willie, uh, the, the Willie Reserve thing kind of fell together kind of like, I guess, uh, evolution wants it to, you know, uh, the Colorado's legalization along with other states and uh, Washington, D.C. It's just a matter of time in this country, already in other countries, it's legal. But I felt like that I bought so much, it's time to start selling it back. Well, it will be a very good brand of pot, and uh, I will make sure that it's good or it won't be on sale. I mean, I think there should be a menu, just like there is in a restaurant, because there's so many different kinds of pot that do many different things. It's a good idea to have everything labeled for what it does, what it don't do, how powerful it is, the edibles, etc. I think there will be edibles, and uh, my wife, Annie, makes great candy. She didn't want me to say that. Over your voice right now. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then he has a whole shout out to all the local farmers grown by independent farmers. Willie's Reserve makes its way from the farm to the store thanks to the contribution of many businesses working in concert. And you know, like he said, he's testing all these products. They actually call him. Uh, he was on, I think, J- Jimmy Fallon. And he, Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, you're the CTO. He was like, yeah, chief testing officer. <laughs> <laughs> Edibles, flowers, vapes. I mean, it's it's a really, really interesting thing. And big business. It's as- big business. Their latest deal was almost $50 million in Series B funding. It's privately held but backed with uh, venture capitalist money. I also heard they have some really interesting partnerships going on. So Willie's Remedy, the hemp-based wellness line, so that's the CBD line under the Willie's Reserve brand, Um, actually partnered with Tom Petty's estate to launch a limited edition Wildflowers tea. Proceeds of every sale of this tea um, are donated to Music Cares, which is a charity that provides people working in the music industry with a support system of health and services. Um, And Tom Petty was actually named their person of the year back in 2017. So it's nice. It's a partnership that is very different from the partnerships you're seeing at Casamigos. <laughs> yeah, Casamigos, on the other hand, has like scantily clad ladies, gentlemen. We got Machine Gun Kelly here, Tom Ford. And it, it all just, it's shots of people partying. Somebody's on the back of a mechanical bull. <laughs> it's a very different vibe. Very different vibe. <laughs> but I mean, I think it speaks to the vibe that is tequila, right? And tequila is it speaks to the, the, the weed vibe and you the drink, booze vibe. You drink a couple couple tequilas, and next thing you know, I mean, tequila. We're really just seeing Cosmigos is one of many brands that are riding the wave that is this disruption. 
rare is a situation where a brand sort of transcends its own category. And in this case, Casamigos is up there going up against the might of, of Grey Goose, Jameson, really pulling people out of maybe their drink of choice. And you're seeing the market of tequila just exploding. And following the conversation of Jesse Channon in our bonus episode, you're seeing the cannabis market also explode. Yeah. And to think that this sale where Clooney sold for $1 billion occurred back in 2017. His name's on every bottle. I've been thinking it's been his tequila brand for the whole time. The story, sorry for ruining the story to anybody, <laughs> for me, for a long time, has sort of been, nah, this is George Clooney's thing, you know? So it's really been kind of fascinating to see. And back, what the you know, there's this Market Watch article that I was reading earlier. that This concept, the sales of the super premium tequila was up more than 700% in the U.S. So that just shows you the scale of how quickly this sort of market has grown. <laughs> If we're going to talk about any other brands today, what do you think? What's on your mind? Well, it's crazy that there are so many brands that celebrities are involved with mm -hmm. across a wide spectrum. I mean, just a few come to mind. Kate Hudson's Fabletics mm. athletic wear line. I mean, you talked about her earlier. She's got vodka. <laughs> yeah. Vodka and workout clothes. Mix them together. <laughs> Why not? Put it in the shaker pre-workout. <laughs> uh, and then on the other end of that spectrum, Paul Newman. Newman's Own, a brand that's been around for a while yeah. and since the beginning and still to this day, 100% of net profit go to charity. And that's a commitment this brand has made. And that's cool. I support them because of it. 100%. 100%. And it's a, it's a tremendous brand. Another brand that's notable, Rihanna with her Savage Fenty. Yeah, Which I have trouble even just saying, <laughs> talking about. I shouldn't be talking about lingerie. I mean, you you are now. So, uh, yeah, she is a singer turned fashion entrepreneur. Um, the news actually broke very recently by Bloomberg that she's working with advisors currently on solidifying her initial public offering. Mm. Uh, right now, the word on the street is it could be valued at $3 billion, which is crazy. Unbelievable. We're in the wrong industry. <laughs> we need to shut this podcast down. <laughs> we really are. Please, somebody start a business with us. I mean, she's also, um, people are loving, she's like owning her pregnancy and she's bringing that into her line. Yeah, she's kind of like making pregnancy sexy and leaning into and owning it when so many women you know don't often feel that and, and maybe hide away from things and making an inclusive clothing atmosphere for for that yeah. and not dialing off social media for six months because she doesn't want to maybe an imperfect portrayal of uh her body image and yeah. i think that that i think people are really loving that <laughs> but i mean what about diddy and ciroc yeah, I mean, we talked about Ciroc earlier and how he kind of swooped in and saved this failing business. Uh, and then a big, you know, theme of the episode today, talking about celebrities who don't want endorsement deals. They don't want one-off paychecks. They want equity. They want partnerships. They want to own a piece of the business. <laughs> Rick Ross, just famously, I love this story, was drinking Ciroc so much and was being photographed with Ciroc so often that Diddy just, like, gave him a million dollars. He was like, oh, thank you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> There you go. Must be nice. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, V, what do you think? Do we have to? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we just talked about booze and weed. Are we going to do work now? <laughs> yeah. I was listening to another podcast as I was preparing for this episode, and Larry Walks, a partner at Foley and Lardner, 
who is known inside the law firm as the attorney of the stars, worked with a number of these sort of celebrity ventures. He gave the advice you should go out there and get a massive amount of plastic surgery so you can look like your celebrity doppelganger. But seriously, though, we all have local celebrities and members of our industry community that are all stars. They could be thought leaders on LinkedIn, members of the speaker series at industry conferences, or people with large social media followings. And we can look that up. You do not have to be a celebrity to influence a market. We can all start small and win big by getting the right people to endorse our brand. And if you got some money in your pocket and you got the means, you can also leverage a celebrity's likeness. With the rise of social media, we can get in touch with anyone. So if you have a compelling case, celebrities are looking for equity positions. And that kind of exposure can radically change your brand image. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. So if I had to take anything away from this episode, it's that if you have a vision for a brand you want to launch, <laughs> maybe take some acting classes first, go try to like go to a couple auditions, get famous for being a movie star, and then circle back around and achieve your dream. Because Hell of a shortcut. <laughs> it's a long cut. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think it's I want to get into the highly saturated hot sauce market and I just need to meet the right people. Is this really a dream of yours? Yeah, it's a passion project. <laughs> and, you know, if I could just get George Clooney to answer my calls, I think I'd be all set. Good luck with that. George, I got a business for you. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Got an idea for an episode? Hit us up at brandtobrand.co.